love to watch uh, these sci-fi shows. You know, at Prime Directive, right. purpose and a meaning to travel into space. All these really that's a great term. cool things. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. And and so in the sciences, and I began to kind of unpack this as it relates to meaning of life. Prime directive. Why are we here? Why are we here as humans? Right there. And, uh, and what I does think, it all mean? You know what? And it doesn't matter if you're a believer. It doesn't matter if you're an unbeliever. We all, at some point, get to that stage where we wonder, "What's my purpose? What's the purpose of life?" And, yes, sir. You know, and and so being in the sciences, scientists don't believe in God. They wrap everything around sciences and physics and. And all those kind of things, and I found it just really kind of an interesting dichotomy of how uh, the laws of thermodynamics actually say that things go from order to disorder in a perfect crystal, if you will, and that's what they say. Right. And uh, the second one is that energy is neither created or destroyed, and so hmm. something happens in science and in and all of that that people put a lot of faith in. They put a lot of faith in it, right? And, and th- when pressed on it, they can really prove very little of it. Well, and that's the thing: is it's just as much of a work of faith as it is for us believers. Oh, they take much bigger leaps of faith than we do. Oh, absolutely! It takes much more faith to to imagine that uh, something can come out of absolutely nothing, right? And thank God there are some really good Christ- Christian scientists out there yeah. who have actually com- been combating this within their own field. That's right. And thanks to some of their work, there was a movie got many years ago called God of Wonders. It was really, really well done. Yeah. And uh, that's when I first heard the uh, the scientist argument of causality. It's a, it's a fascinating statute. True scientists do not go against it. Right. True scientists, okay. people who really do their work and do it do it well... They refuse to go against it because what it states simply is nothing can come from nothing. nothing can come Everything from nothing. is a cause and effect. Right. And there is no such thing as a reality in which there was absolutely nothing. Right. And then something causes something else. Yeah. It can't happen. It just doesn't work. Well, that's the crazy thing about this is Stephen Hawkins and some others, and through some scientific research, that they concluded that the universe created itself because it had to. And so that is a, <laughs> that is a leap of faith that it, it requires more who faith had, who than had belief. a gun in his head. It well, it just shows how you can really whatever you believe and you pursue, God's going to let you have that. Yeah. Uh, for us believers, we believe that God created the universe and He created our purpose, which is a far less leap of faith than imagining that something came out of nothing to create this big magical boom. Right, because it had to. Because it had to, and then so, from that boom, somehow that's only where the the big leaps begin. Right. Then somehow in that that mass of matter, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know too cold to live in and too hot to live in in some places, yeah, yeah. somehow this one planet in this particular solar system got just the exact amount of right of space from and away from a sun, exactly, and in some sort of an orbit, so that we could live in it as human beings. Right. And then long before human beings come, we have this primordial ooze, right? This this biological organic soup that just all of a sudden mixed just right. And boom, and then there was... Every leap is bigger than the next, and they're all ridiculous. And it just seems like the evolutionary theories get bigger and bigger every time. Why? Because it's easy to obscure things you don't know when you create such a big, huge, amorphic time frame. Right, right. And 
for us believers? We are totally on board with the idea that there is a creator. There is a creator. That, that's the only logical conclusion from that matter. Absolutely. And that's why there are a lot of really good sci- Christian scientists right now. Absolutely. They have actually looked at this thing with an honest heart, and they actually have come to the proper conclusion. Hey, look, this did not happen by accident, so yeah. this is a creative mind here. Then after you've come to that very happy conclusion, yeah. suddenly you realize, I'm not the biggest thing here. Someone created, someone did this. Right. Then you have to come to the conclusion, okay, then who was it? They go to the next big right. phase of life where, okay, now who is he? What is he? Right. The first step is always understanding that we're not here alone, nor by chance. Right. Uh, a creative mind did all of this. Absolutely. And the Bible starts out very clear that God created and he's God and we're not. Right. And that's the first maybe really most important part of all of this is there could be individuals who were very good humanitarians and they love their brothers and they love nature, right. but they reject the notion that there is a God, a loving God, who created everything and not because he necessarily wanted to have toys to play with no. or because he was just an artist that we were an afterthought. Needed worship, you know, <laughs> uh, which is some people on our side actually. Yeah. actually say we were created to worship. We were created just to worship. Well, no. Uh, we were created to walk with him. We were created to have a relationship. To have a relationship. And that gets to the crux of what we're here to talk about today. It's just like, you know, when for the, for the non-believer who is still trying to get to that, by that first big question, if they're brave enough to broach it, how did this all happen? Where did we all come from? Why did this happen? If they get beyond that and finally find yeah. to their astonishment, Nah, this had to be some intelligent, intelligent design, design at, least, at the right. basic level. At the right. basic level, right. When they get beyond that, then we, we, we come to the realization, okay, then why? We, we, or the questions as to why. Why are we here? Why? Yeah, why, 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 why what is God's purpose? Well, what, right. was, what was his whole reason for putting us here? Yeah, and, that, and, and I think, you know, we can derive that right out of the scriptures too. And number one is, if God is love, and scriptures are clear, he is love. Right. Love is not a self-containing system. It is a perfect system. And when Adam and Eve went against things in, in the garden, then the system became imperfect and flawed because right. of our choice. And so things go from order to disorder since then. Right. Things have gotten evil and becoming more evil, and it talks about that. So there is no evolutionary theory there, but God, being a God and who is love and pure love, had to express himself as who he was right. in a way that really was about why we were created not because he needs us right he doesn't need worship there's he doesn't have a a speck of narcissism in him yeah he put us on this planet for a purpose for a reason for a reason there's nothing random about it and finding out the reason why that helps us understand what our what we've called the prime directive is what what is the prime directive and of course you have to be a believer in christ to be able to embrace this understanding that god did this finding out who he is who he is uh, and then finding him and have, and knowing and then realizing that he was looking for you this whole time. That's right. Right. It's like you were looking for him because yeah, yeah, he was yeah, drawing yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It was like the whole thing turns out to be this big charade where God was saying, yes, okay, you made it. Okay, you. Ma- I'm here. Right, Come. right. I'm Come. here. And not because I need you, because I want to love you. Okay, yeah, because I'm your daddy. Right. And, and that gets back to the creation part of we were made in his image. So the whole idea is, is. He created out of love because love needs to create and needs to give. And then we, as image bearers of God, should also be like that. And that's what kind of he waits for that to be. He waits waits for that wonderful, that beautiful moment where everybody finally realizes that we are put here for that one purpose. Absolutely. And, And when we realize that, then we come up with... 
the answer to why we've called the Prime Directive. Right. We, the Prime Directive, we are putting on this earth for no other reason right. than to find God, to be found by God, to come into a relationship with Him, and, and, to, and to walk with Him and, and to love others. others. And that is where we get that out of Matthew, right? Matthew says, what you know, they're trying to trick Him in the temple. Right. right. And so they come in, they go, well, what are the greatest commandments? You know, and that's, so that's like, you know, a very simple question for Jesus. Right. And He tells them, to love God with all your mind, all your heart, and all your soul, and then to love your neighbor. Right. Because that is the goal of what we should all have is first. Okay, we know that there are individuals out there, great humanitarians, great lovers of men, but yet they reject God. Right. Okay, so that's not the meaning, the purpose of the prime directive. Prime directive is first what anchor to the pure source of love. That's right, right. Because what the prime directive, yeah. the, what the, the prime directive does for us is like, it keeps us focused. It's all about focus. Right. It's like the world is this huge and all this is going on around us at all time. Mm-hmm. Every, every day of our lives, we wake up every day and we have A through Z going on and we have to basically keep everything right. straight in order yeah. to basically navigate this life. Yeah. If we don't have our eyes on the, our, our eyes Absolutely fixed like a right. tractor beam on that prime directive, we right. tend to wander from side to side. We tend to lose focus a little bit. Right. You, you tend to lose your, your purpose. So there's a, meaning of life for mankind and then there's an individual purpose for each of us and to your point keeping that laser focus on the author of our faith the creator of love and the purpose in our life not only helps us to anchor to him and focus on it, but he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And then what was his commands? Love your neighbor. The one who created all scripture and created this world was sitting in front of the Pharisees when this question was asked of him. Right. They were the one who made all these scriptures, the one who came and gave all these things to the prophets and to the, and to Moses and everyone else. He was literally in person, in flesh, sitting there. Right. Now, when they asked him that question, he was empowered to say literally any number of things. Right. What did he say? He said the greatest of all the commandments was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. And then the second he said is likened, likened it to it, love, love your, your, neighbor your neighbor as yourself. yourself. Yep. This is the prime directive. We believers who have gone through the first couple steps that we've discussed today. Right. And have come to the conclusion that Jesus Christ, the creator of all things, is there. He's been looking for you. You've found him. You're walking with him. Now that should always be your prime directive. We should never, no matter how big the plan is, no matter how big the scheme, no matter how terrible life gets or how how chaotic it is, we should never, ever lose sight of the fact of our prime directive. And that is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul and all our strength and all our mind. And we know that if we keep trained on those two scriptures you could forget all the other ones and still be with walking with him because you are walking with him he will remind you of all the other things if if you're loving the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind and all your strength you're going to want to love your brothers and sisters as yourself and what that does is we've talked before that keeps you in harmony with all the laws too every law put down you know, don't do this. Don't don't commit adultery. Why don't why don't we commit adultery? We don't commit adultery because we love our neighbor. Right. Because exactly. that's our neighbor we're loving by not, you know, hitting on his wife. You go down through every sin. Do not steal. Do not covet. Do not this. Do not that. Instead of getting focused on the fact that those are rules and regulations and people just resent the heck out of them. Right, right. The do's and the don'ts. The do's and don'ts. Understand God's motive for putting those down there. It was to keep that second command. And, and that, that was, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. You're living, he wants you in a community and he wants you to be able to live in a community without harming one another. Right. right. And, and that's, that's the whole point. point. Right. Absolutely. And you really see that all the do's and the don'ts aren't, they're really barriers and a guideline for making sure that we can experience the fullness of life in love and the purpose, right. which is the prime directive of being in him. And I think that 
uh, we can lose sight of that even as believers. We can right. get so religious that it becomes checkbox Christianity. Checkbox Christianity, yeah. Know, we, lo- we lose sight of the fact that the heart behind it is to keep us that's right. uh, from harming one another. That's right. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, and again, it takes you right back to parenthood. He's the great father. And as the great father, like any good father or mother, he puts down the rules and regulations that that keeps his children yeah, from harming themselves. Absolutely. Don't touch the stove because you're going to burn your hand. Right. Don't don't go across the street because you're going to get hit by a car. Yeah, yeah. These are the things that a good parent puts down to keep them. Because, uh, because, because of, of love. love. Because of love. Because of love. You don't let your kids play in the street or no. eat ice cream for breakfast. Right. right. Or do anything that's going to get you thrown into hell. So yeah. In his case. It, it, it is. So it's a beautiful thing when you come into the idea that we do have a choice to love. Right. Love is not an emotion. On the onset, it might be infatuation, but we choose to love. Right. And if you love someone, you sacrifice who and what you are to align with them in a way that you're sacrificial. We're to do that for God. God did that for us. Right. And then we're to go what? Outward, you know, go go from vertical to horizontal right. and give that to our brothers and sisters. Prime directive. That's it. The prime love, That's love right. God. Right. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. That's why we're here. We're here to, to grow into sons and daughters of God Almighty and to one day be with Him and rule and reign with Christ. To be this, image bearers. As we've said in other programs, this is the womb, to be born as sons and daughters of God. Absolutely.